your name. How many of you love Jesus this morning? How many of you have an expectation for something? I said, how many of you have an expectation for a move of God? Hallelujah. I'm going to be speaking from the subject, what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? Exodus 4, 1 through 5. Tell somebody, God has given me a now word. Come on, say that. God has given me a now word. Hallelujah. Verse 4, then Moses, verse 1, I'm sorry, Exodus 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to Moses, what is that in your hand? Mm. He said, a rod. And he said, cast it to the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And the Lord fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. That they may believe that the Lord, your God of their fathers and God of Abraham and God of Isaac and God of Jacob has appeared to you. I want to tell you this morning, God is going to appear to you. I say God is going to appear to you. And he's going to help us to understand the thing that's stopping that appearance. What do you have in your hand? You may be seated for a moment. You can turn me down just like a, a, a midget. When we read the story of Moses, and many of you know I'm not a Bible teller, I'm not a Bible storyteller, I don't do that, I, I set principle and understanding. But when we understand the Bible of Moses and this, uh, understand Moses' life, Moses, born into a family that um, uh, seemingly took him in and made him a part of the Pharaoh's house. Being born into one place and then coming to another place so that he's not killed because Pharaoh is angry for not knowing who the son of God is. So his family shipped him to a place uh, through the river um, where the sister of uh, the daughter um, uh, of Pharaoh is grabbing hold of Moses and embracing him as a son. In this place, uh, Moses is feeling like an orphan. Somebody say orphan. And being an orphan, growing into a house, sometimes you have to learn the way. You have to learn the principles and the application and the ways of the house. And there are many things that you learn in a house as an orphan because you are formulating yourself in accordance to an identity that's associated with the house that you are in. However, sometimes the identity of you will come to lash out. So you have a born identity and there's a formed identity. Somebody say the born identity and there's a formed identity. The greater thing that God is trying to get all of us to is to understand our born identity. How many of you know you've been born from above? When you come in as a Christian, you are now a new creature, you're a new creation. God has already done the work that he's desiring to get out of you. How many of you know that you're going to your beginning rather than your end? I know you think you're going to a future, but you're actually going to your beginning. You know why? Because he started it, then he ended it. And so you have to understand that God knows your life. God knows who you are. God knows what he's put inside of you. God knows why you were born. Nobody has been born by a mistake. You know why? Because he saw you from the beginning. 
You say, well, you, you don't know what my parents did and how I was born. It doesn't matter. God saw you from the foundations of the earth. Somebody say, that's a blessing. Come on. I was born, uh, I was born in God. And God's purpose for me is good. His purposes for me are well. He said, I, I, I wish above all else that you prosper, be in good health, uh, uh, above all else, above everything. My plans for you are good. I have a hope in the future for your life. Somebody say he's a hope in the future for my life. So I want you to understand sometime uh, uh, as Moses is growing up in a house that's not necessarily his original um, chronological parents, uh, excuse me, his original formation of parents, he's learning as an orphan to grow up in an identity. Sometime growing up in a certain identity without the born formation, the you come out of you. Now let's speed up because the you came out of Moses because he found out that he didn't like how people was treated. Born having slaves at his own risk, having a slave at his own hand. He could kill what he wanted to kill, do what he wanted to do. But he's seen somebody being mistreated and doesn't like it and causes himself to kill his own man because of something that he didn't like. The very danger of, of growing up from an orphan placement without understanding the born placement is you don't know how to use the tools of anger. So you might can be killing things that is called to deliver you. You might be killing things that, you see, sometimes you will kill what you don't understand. Many of us are fighting because of what we don't understand. You grew up in poverty. You don't know that you think you have faith, but you're actually fighting against where you come from. Sometimes I can be fighting against what God is trying to help me to understand so I can fight properly and win the war. Can you say amen? So we don't want to kill what God is trying to bless. We don't want to, what God is trying to, you say, why you say something about poverty? Because I remember when I, was, I, I didn't have what I, I wanted to have, I didn't want nobody to stop me from what I felt I needed to get. So if anything sounded like doubt, fear, failure, I'll reject you, even if it was correction. But I'll call it faith because you stopped in my faith. But the Bible says faith works through love. So sometimes the driver is not faith. The driver is fear masquerading as faith. And when fear masquerades as faith, it puts you in the position where you start to kill everything around you to make sure that you meet the demand of what you felt you never had. So your ear is not open to consideration. Ear is not open because you don't want nobody to stop the driving force that you feel that's making you you, your rod. You, you, you now get your own staff. So Moses, he's now, now this is interesting, I'm not a Bible story, but I got to tell you about Moses. Moses is now looking at, and, and no, he, he does something wrong because he didn't know how to control his emotions. He didn't know how to control this thing, this love thing, this thing that he see that's wrong. I don't know how to control. I see wrong, but, but, but I see you doing wrong. I see people saying things wrong. I see people handling me wrong. I see th this is not fair. Somebody said it's not fair. How many of you ever felt like you, you, you're handling something that's not fair? It's not right. It's not, I just don't like it. I don't like how the boss is doing this. I don't like how the family is doing this. I don't like how this is being handled. I don't like how my children is doing this. I don't like my marriage like this. And the way you respond is to fight back. You try to kill me, I'm going to kill you first. So we draw swords. And God is saying, I have to perfect the way you handle 
where your heart really is. I have to perfect what the way you handle where you're. I know you don't like it, but the fact of how you're handling it is making you the it that you don't like. You're mad because of what they're doing it and killing, but you're becoming the killer that you're trying to despise. That's why anytime you're going through something, you don't focus on the something that you're going through. Jesus said, I need you to focus on me so you can learn how to live like me and work like me and let me fight your battles. You're not here to fight your own battle. At least you become the very thing that you are despising. So something jumped upon him. He killed his own man. Now he's running away. I done did the wrong thing. Tell somebody when I do the wrong thing, I usually run away. If you're going to run away, make sure you go hide in God. Tell somebody, amen, hallelujah. If you're going to hide somewhere, learn to hide in Christ Jesus. Come on, he's your hiding place. Tell somebody, I'm going to make him my hiding place. Don't make the drink your hiding place. Don't make this, uh, whatever you do, don't make it your hiding place. Learn to go hide in God. Get you a nice good closet and go run to it and lock, put a lock on it. Tell somebody a good closet. Put some pillows down so you hurt your knees. Make it your, every time you feel like you're about to get mad, just go with it, go in it. Excuse me. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all need that bathroom ministry. At work, you're about to say the wrong thing, go in that bathroom ministry. Say, excuse me. Can you just excuse me? I, I'm about to do something and, and so so I don't say what I feel to say. Let me go give my feelings up to God. Let me go hide but put my feelings somewhere they need to go before I do the wrong thing. Can you say amen? Come on, say, come on. I'm teaching you how to win every time. When you don't know what to say, go find the hiding place and he'll give you the principal prerequisite for your lips. Can you say amen? So you have to understand, now Moses is running, and what God brings him to is a man called Jethro. He trains him in the ways of God. Somebody say timing. One of the things, when you come out of an orphan stage into learning God, is something called timing that you have to take serious. Write this down. There are, it's Kairos timing and there's Kronos timing. Somebody say Kronos and Kairos. Okay, Kronos is the chronological age of a time. It means the time of the age. It's, it's timing. Uh, like you have your, your birthday, your age. So these are times, things that happen by the, the age time. The Kairos time is usually associated with the God divine timing. So God allowed Moses to run into a man of God to prepare his chronos time. Many of us are trying to speed ahead, go from killing a man back to the castle without the preemptive preparation in time. Somebody say chronos. Kairos, many of us are wondering, God, where are you? Because you said this, said that. Listen to me. If you don't do in the chronos timing preparation, preemptive preparation, I told you before, a revelation does not equal manifestation. We have a generation that's very uh, sporadic and revelation. Everybody hear God. Doesn't work like that. Revelation does not equal manifestation. Revelation has to stop at application. Principle, process. So when you say you hear God, I need to know, do you understand the rap of hearing? It's interesting because we love revelation, but we don't have the preparation to meet the manifestation. So when we get in the manifestation and we thought it's only the promise without the adversary dealing with us. 
We don't have the keys to the gate. So Revelation is trying to show you something that you're going. But you got to take the chronos important. That's the timing. What time do you have? When God says something, that does not mean it's always now. But you need to rest in the now of faith. I said now faith is the substance of things. So if I have the substance, I still know it's done. I'm just in the preemptive process of the application. So when I meet the, the place, I automatically come into manifestation. Yeah, favor not fair. Yes, it is. The favor ain't not fair. What do you mean it's not? They were prepared. We like this sporadic thing going on. As if that is, see, God does that sometimes to show you what's possible. I say to show you what's tax. You know, you know, got the biggest money you ever had in your account. I know God blessed me. Something happened. Now that deposit came in. Woo! Gone in two weeks. Say what happened? Why? Because the revelation of what you had didn't equal the application of keeping. We didn't have the stewardship principles associated with the holding. So God is saying, I need you to understand the chronos and the kairos because I need, I'm trying to meet you in a kairos moment, but you're not prepared in your chronos to meet my kairos. Okay, I'm trying to help somebody. If you learn to do what you're supposed to do in this application now, when the time, the time, the time, there's a God time. Tell somebody there's a God time. God is, you're just in a holding pattern. It's not that it's not for you. It's just in a God timing. But if you're not in the preparation stage, when you meet the timing, most of the time, you don't know it's even the time. And, then, and when you do know the time, you're not even prepared for it. Because you're so busy looking for signs to justify what you heard. Okay, can I deal with something? A spirit man don't need to keep having having signs. You don't need a sign. If you're walking by the spirit, you don't need signs. He said, what if this generation, they're always looking for signs. I got a sign for them. You know why you need a sign? Because you're living on the outside. Tell somebody, but I'm going to learn to live on the inside. Come on, say, I'm going to learn to live on the inside. You don't need a sign. You don't need a hundred signs. Signs are for people who haven't learned to hold the spirit realm of the, of the spirit. I don't know how long I've been looking. I haven't looked for a sign. I'm not looking for a sign. I just walk by the spirit. That's my sign. God, what did you say today? Good. Let's do it. Have the principal application, I put one plus one, and then I'm gonna expect two. Somebody say principal application. You don't need a sign. Signs will fool you, because the devil even brings signs. That's why he like you to be in need. That's why he likes you to be in what? Because he knows how to fulfill your. If you don't know what you need, you'll make your need out of something that it doesn't need. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why did he say I'm not going to come into want? Because I learned that God is all I need. And if he's all I need, I have all that I want. Come on, Christ in me is the hope of glory. So whatever hope that I'm looking for and whatever I need is in Christ. Sometimes you got to learn to stir up what's inside of you. Tell somebody it's just a matter of stirring up what's inside of me. If you are saved in this place, whatever you're looking for, it's inside of you. If you keep looking on the outside of you, that's the issue. But we're going to help you understand how and why we keep looking inside of us most of the time the reason why we keep looking on the outside rather than the inside is because the formation uh, 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 of how we were grow we grew up the children of Israel grew up looking at rebellion 
looking at their parents go round and round and round and round and round. But God was feeding them, but it was going. And they taught their children, do as I said, not as I do. No, no, no hard feelings. How many of you know children going to do what you do, not what you just said? Do as I said. How many of y'all feel like that sometimes as parents? Come on, I'm, I'm with you. Come on in the room. I'm with you. It ain't sometimes. Like, you, know, you don't get freedom. You don't get freedom to act like you want to sometimes. Your wife say, take out the trash. You say sometimes, no. I want today. Who are you talking to? With your child, can I get some milk? You can't say that. So you got to learn to self-correct. Tell somebody self-correct. You need self-mastery so you can have self-government and learn to self-correct. You don't get the freedom to do anything and like you want to do it. And if you're doing that, God is saying, I need you to teach you about your rod. Because as he was learning, Moses with Jethro, he became the person who took care of the sheep, the rod that protects, that covers, that keeps. The problem is when we for our own life, we protect, we cover, and keep what we think protects everything else from getting in. What is your staff doing to your life? What are you trusting in? Every time, see, people talk to you, you got that, you got that staff right there. Say the wrong thing. I, I wish you will. I already got a protector. Boom! Don't come closer. We do it in church too. Hey, sister, how are you? Who the hell? Who are you? Huh? Don't get too close. Have I? <laughs> that's 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 that life. Dangers everywhere. Don't talk to me like that. Don't. Hey, we got staff life. Enemies are always after you. And you've learned to protect yourself. You know that thing that you protect yourself with, that mindset that you protect yourself with. But there's a place where God is coming and he's saying, I need you to understand. I know that there is something in you. There's a love in you. There's a desire in you. There's a call in you. And the reason why you keep killing things is because of the call that is in you. But I need you to understand. I need to teach you how to use it. Tell somebody he's teaching me how to use it. Oh, yeah. Y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm like this in God because you can imagine how I'm like in the world. Why the church act like y'all not crazy? You crazy without God. You're out of your mind. Some of us just can't stay there too long. Tell y'all, see, I couldn't stay there too long. I needed to know purpose. I'm not good in the world. I just go, you go full force. I got to get us out of this middle, though. Playing the fence. Can you say amen? God is trying to train you in what he put inside of you. He's trying to do what? In what? What he's put inside of you. Tell somebody God is putting something inside of me. Yeah, that's why you feel the way you feel when you see that thing. That's why you experience the way you experience when you look at that thing. It makes your tears come to your eyes. It, 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 it turns your heart in a It brings something upon you when you see that specific thing. Because God has put something inside of you. But he has to train you how to matriculate that thing properly. So make sure that you don't cut off what you need. We cut off what we don't understand we need. 
But God is trying to bring us to a place of serenity. Can you say amen? So we go from orphan to born. And God has got to reestablish the custom that we've learned. You got to reestablish the customs that we've learned. Learned behavior. Even religious learned behavior. By the grace of God, sometimes I get to speak in seminars and different things. And a lot of there's a lot of religious born behavior. Justified and masquerading as principle inspiration behavior. I told my class this, uh, this week, it's impossible for the people to say they're fasting that much, praying that much, and still don't have the heart containment that's supposed to be manifested. That's impossible. If you understand prayer, you can fast and pray and do all of that stuff. If you're not getting the outcome, we got to go back to the equation. Tell somebody I'm learning the equation. Come on, it's not personal. You just got to learn the right equation. Don't just do something because people do it. Know it. Come on, that's why you're in a good church. I, I can ask pastor 100,000 questions. He, listen to me. We're going to go down the road. And if pastor don't know, I ain't going to lie. But I ain't going to tell you, God, and stop questioning God. You need to question God. How can you find if you don't seek? You go to college and start seeking. You know why? Because you have to. You have to equalize equations associated with what you're trying to learn. So in the body of Christ, we've made this thing to be something that you can just handle it any kind of way. And when that happens, we're taking the foundation and the formula of order out of here. Not knowing when we, could, when we align with what God said from the beginning, we get the outcome that he said from the beginning. Can you say amen? So timing brings internal integrity. Timing brings what? Internal integrity. So there's internal integrity systems that God has to establish in you. Your character, your conduct, your communication. The three C's, your, your and your communication. So God has to establish these integrity factors. Because if you don't have the right character, you won't hold it. You can go high, but as soon as that crack, the adversary is going to exploit the cracks on your way. Because you was running without the establishment of the character. Your conduct, how you communicate. How many know you can't go to somebody's boss office and tell them what you want to do? What God told me. Oh, excuse me, well, let God tell you outside. Yeah, you're coming. No, not in this room. God gave me a prophetic word. You keep that. Are you on the clock? Uh oh. You keep that with you. Well, they just rejected my God. Ah, look, look, you see? You don't have skill in the word of righteousness. Now, I'm not saying won't do that but usually if you don't have the architecture of understanding in that realm he probably didn't tell you to do that because if he would told you to do that it shouldn't get that type of response so God is trying to give you the tools for the place that he called you with the conviction that you have tell somebody I got a conviction that's why I fight so hard I'm angry like that because I really hate it. I just don't know how to control it. And the reason why you don't know how to control it is because of a formed identity. But God is trying to say, I'm going to take you through a process with somebody who loves you and not trying to deny you on how to formulate the foundations so that same zeal and conviction can come through the right arm. So God asked Moses, I want you to go real quick with me. Uh, go to Exodus 3, 1 through 7. How many are learning something so far? 
Exodus 3, 1 through 7. Watch this. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert, came to Hiram, Hiram, the mountain of God. Somebody say the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see the great side, why the bush does not burn. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I want you to understand when God starts to train you, you're about to enter a Kairos moment. <laughs> uh, see, because he, he's learned to respond now to Revelation. He's learning to respond to God. He saw something that was interesting. Now, he responded. Can you say amen? Let's keep reading. Verse 4. So when the Lord saw him turn aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Let me help you out with something. As you're walking with God, sometime God will call. Based on your ear will determine your answer. Based on your ear will determine your Sometime God is calling and you keep praying and God said, I already called. Your ear is not tuned. Because you made a form Christianity rather than a born Christianity. Uh-oh, let me get to something real quick. See, I, I just showed my leadership class just to, in discipleship. I, I, if you, something is going on with your life, make that the main thing. Don't pray about nobody else. Don't pray for nobody. Don't pray for the city, casting out principalities. If, don't do any of that. If you have a broken heart, deal with that first. Because God want to have a conversation because he loves you. He cares. He don't care about how you look in the church. He cares more about how you're doing things in your heart. God responds to the heart of a thing. Can you say amen? amen. He buys the real conversations for the form conversations. Coming to God with your titles. God as a pastor, as an apostle, as a prophet, I speak in the name of Jesus. Stop it. Unless you have entered faith, but don't go around where your heart really is. He said, unless you learn to become like a child. Every day I'm asking God, I don't know nothing. I, I tell God, I don't know nothing. I'm dependent on you. And if you don't show me, I won't see it. Because the level of faith that I need, it doesn't mean Christ is not formed. But there are principles of submission that is established to understanding how to tap in to Almighty God. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody say God loves me. And he cares for me. In Jesus' name. You have to understand God cares so much that he don't want you just to work for him before you're learning how to be like him. You're so busy trying to go to the place of, of the call rather than being the call. I said, you're so busy trying to go to the what? Rather than? It's interesting. He made a, 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 a great analogy in the Bible about a wedding feast. How many of y'all read that before? He said, I, I invited those who are supposed to be there. And they didn't show up because they got busy. They was a busy uh, in their own life, doing their own thing. So I told the, the ones that were there, I told them to go in the highways and the byways and collect anybody who want to come in. Bring the people in. And then it, the Bible says that he came to examine the place. And he found some who were not dressed. Which means if he told them to bring them in, he wanted them to be dressed. I said he wanted them to be dressed. And he said he found some not dressed. And he said, how did you get in here? 
Watch this. Then the Bible says, for many are called, but few are. The problem with the call is you don't understand the dress. The call was not about you trying to get to the place. The call was about learning how to stay dressed. And when you learn to stay dressed, the light, you are the light of the world. So it's not a place you're trying to get to. It's a maturity you're trying to get to. Stop making a place your call before the place of your position. Tell somebody my maturity is the first thing. Because if I mature, the light will shine and nobody can handle the darkness. And wherever I go, the light shines. But if I'm so focused on the place, God becomes a means to my place. So I'm only praying because I'm called. Uh-oh, 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 we're going somewhere. I only pray because I'm called. I only fast because I'm called. I only, that says nothing to me that you love, that you understand the call, the person of the call. Everything is about the calling and the calling and the calling. Don't go after the calling. Go after the God and then by default you'll enter the calling. Tell somebody, go after God. And by default, I come into the calling. That's what faith is. It brings you out of control of you and brings you into the control of him. God had to depend on Moses' maturity to save a nation, to save an environment. What if your maturity is dependent on an environment? But you're so busy trying to get to a place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What if you're so busy trying to get to a place, but God's trying to save? Which means God had to assess Moses' maturity to even that he was going to give them. Which means those people had to wait. Moses is maturity. I wish I had time. The Bible says they've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. The problem with praying without understanding God, you can pray outside of faith. Is this too much? So you're telling me they've been praying, but you had to wait on Moses. So sometimes somebody's waiting on my maturity. Say that with me. Somebody's waiting on. Your children are waiting on. Your call is waiting on. Oh, not your place. Can you say amen? So God is Moses. I have something for you. Somebody say Revelation. So verse 3, verse 3, then Moses said, I now turn aside to see with the great sight what, uh, uh, why the bush does not burn. Okay, so sometimes God will highlight things in your life to try to get your attention. Somebody say, God is getting my attention. God gets your attention. Verse 4, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside, so when God gets your attention, he's looking for you to respond. God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am, God. Somebody say, here I am, God. Then he said, do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off of your feet, for the place that you stand is holy ground. I want you to hear something real quick. When you come into interfacing with the Holy Spirit or you interface the throne room of grace, the throne room of God, he usually will tell you to take off where you came from. Take off where you've been and come into where you're going. I wish I had a, a church in here. 
I need you to take off because your feet been to some places and the experience of the dirt on your feet don't bring that in the throne room area of where I'm trying to take you. Tell somebody to take your shoes off. Yeah, take your shoes off. If your feet don't stink this morning, you can take them off. I don't mind. If it do stink, just go wipe them off and come on in back in. But you got to understand, you can't. He say, take them off. After you get a revelation, what he usually say, I need you to move away from where you were. Take where you've been off of your feet and step into where you're going. But, but don't, don't move another foot. Take it off. Can I tell you principles of prayer? The first thing what happens when you interface God in prayer, God highlights things that's important to him for the moment. Usually, if we're not trained in prayer, we walk out of that moment. And we start praying in a formation that we learn behavior. God highlights so you can take it off. And because we are not ready to have the conversation, we start to go to the form religion prayer. In the form religion prayer, you say words, but you walk out the same. You don't understand substance and the finished work. Faith come by, excuse me, faith is the of things that are, and the, okay, so in faith you should have substance, and in faith you should have evidence so when i don't have the divine conversation i don't walk out with substance or evidence i still walk out with questions and it doesn't mean that i don't believe it doesn't mean i don't have hope it doesn't mean i don't believe and it doesn't mean i don't have hope i just don't have the faith that brings the confidence of rest so god said moses now that you responded to what I said, faith, somebody say faith, because faith come by. So sometimes God will highlight something to get your attention so he can speak. Once you come into the faith of the thing, now he will speak. And now in faith, you can start praying by the spirit. Once you start praying by the spirit, how many of you know the Bible says that the word of God is deep? It says quick and powerful. It's sharper than a what? It's coming to divide some stuff. So when you, you better expecting some division. Come on, every day I pray, God, find in me what's not like you. I want you to bring the word and divide some stuff in me. Every day, God, find it. Find it in me. Let me make sure that I'm aware of your spirit, holding the mind of God. Divide in me what's not right. Divided me what's not like you. And how he divides it is by bringing the word to you against what you, your staff. Word regimen against your staff. What you've learned to protect yourself with, what the word come to protect you with. Uh, and now he said, no, 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 no. I, I need, watch this. I, I need now you to cast your care. Because whatever your staff is, that's what you care about. Because it's been your protection for years. So, so now that the word came, I gave you something strong enough to cast your care into me. So when the word comes and your staff comes, God is saying right here in this moment of time, right here from the throne room of grace, I need you to go ahead and submit that thing to me. Give it out of you and give it to me. If you bypass, watch this, you can be religious, but you don't have the outcome of the income. You don't have the, of the, Jesus was trying to give you an income to bring a glorious outcome. That's the fruit of the spirit. That's why wisdom is known by her children. Because when you have the wisdom of God, the word of God, the knowledge of God, what you come out with is the fruit. 
So you have to understand when the word comes with what you're genuinely saying you want to be. God is saying, I didn't deny you. I need you to not deny me because I know you have a staff, but I need you to lay it down. Moses, take off your shoes. Now we can have a conversation. Watch this, watch this. So now, what God highlighted usually is a known thing that you're dealing with. Are y'all staying with me? Are y'all staying with me? Okay, usually what God highlights first is a known thing. Somebody say a known thing. A known offense, a known defensiveness, a known uh, thing that happened, a known issue, a known problem, a known need. It's something that's usually known. You know why? Because you feel it. You can sense it. You're not all there. You're not tied down right. You still all, you, you get offended faster. You get uh, angrily easy. So these are known things that God starts to highlight once you, and that's why he said, take your shoes off. I need to take that off of you of what you know. Now we're going to have a conversation about something that you might not know. How many of you ever saw a vision and you thought what God wanted from this level? But when you went deeper, you saw that was totally different from this realm. Uh-oh. So sometimes when you interface the throne room, the God building, that, that, that building is different from our building. That pattern is different from my pattern. I, I was supposed to do this and this and this, and then I got deep with God. He said, uh, let me just turn that around like that. Hey, wow, that's different. Can you say amen? So he said, Moses, what do you have in your hand? When you come out of your shoes, what do you have in your hand? I want you to understand this morning what have you been having in your own hand? What is in your hand? Is it your family? Is it your children? Is it your wife, your husband? What do you have in your own hand? Okay, let me explain the rod. The rod is your protection. The rod is the thing that you, you, you're doing it in your way. You know how to keep the animals out. You know how to keep them in. You know how to make it. You, you, you're in control. God, I don't know how to not have control. What do you have in your hand? Tell somebody I got to lay it down. Come on, see, I got to lay it down. If you can learn to lay down what you have in control, God is going to take control of it. Can you say amen? Verse 3, and he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground. I'm sorry, Exodus 4. We're back in Exodus 4. 1 through 3. Verse 3, and he said, cast it on the ground. He, verse 2 said, the Lord said to him, what do you have in your hand? In fact, go back to verse 1. Exodus 4, 1. You ready? Then Moses answered and said, because God just told him what he was about to do. Y'all ready? God told him what he was what? How many of you know, once you take your shoes off and God starts to show you the next realm, you usually will doubt it. God, I doubt that's me. I don't come from that type of a family. God will show you something bigger than you. God will show you something bigger than you. How many of you God have showed you something bigger than you? Amen. Let me share something with you. If it's not bigger than you, it may not be of all of God. Because if you don't need God for it, you're not going to be committed to it. That's why many Christians, you're wondering what's wrong with your prayer life. Well, you don't have nothing to pray about. Your check come on Thursday at 5 o'clock. On time. Like clockwork, baby. 
So your prayer is just out of obligation because you don't know what else. You don't have a need. So I don't have a need. So what else is there to pray about? Other than what the church told me to pray about. So now you come into formation. I pray for the world. I pray. It's not in your heart. That's why the, we have to learn to go from need to seed. Somebody say from need to seed. You learn to go from the need of a thing. Everybody is saved in here because you had a need. But you have to learn to go from need to what? Seed. The need of a thing is the beginning stage. The seed of the thing is the born stage. Somebody say the seed of the thing. Which means can you pray when you have joy of God? Can you pray when you don't have a... A perceived problem. Do you understand you need the mind of God? You need the love of God. Can you say amen? So God, watch this. Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. Ah. So he went to a default Pattern of thinking. Take your shoes off. Get out your problem. Now, I want to address where I'm taking you. Look. God. God, I'm looking. But who going to do that? Now, I want you to understand the level that he went on. Because he, under, he, watch this. He was mastered in witchcraft. So he knew he couldn't go just with some words. He had to go with power. You better hear me. It was bigger than words. That's why I said, they ain't going to believe me. I'll just come in. Well, Jesus said. Number one, who is your Jesus? And number two, who are you talking about? That's why the Bible says the kingdom is not in word or in deed, but in power. Somebody say it's in power. The problem is you got too comfortable with words. All right, let's go back to it. So he said, God, what if they don't listen to me? How many of you feel like if you step out to you? Then hear me. God said, watch this. Go to the next one. Go back. God said, what do you have in your hand? The thing, watch this, watch this. The very thing been using to protect yourself, I'm going to use them to see. I wish I had some hungry people in here. <laughs> the thing that bit you, y'all got to understand this. Uh, the snake that bit you. It's going to be the same snake that deliver you. Ah, uh, the snake that bites you. I'm saying more than you're hearing. It's the same snake that you're going to see to deliver you. All right, let me back up. Put what you have in your hand down. Tell somebody I got to learn to lay it. Let me give you a mystery. It doesn't matter the spiritual activity you try to do. If you don't lay it down, you won't know how to pick it back up. You won't know how to get free. You won't be ready to deliver the word. Tell somebody to learn to lay it down. Whatever you've been trusting in, you got to learn to lay it down. God. For years, I had to hold on to this because I didn't have what I needed. I had to trust myself. How many know God understands that? But God is saying, but now I need you to learn how to fight like me. I need you to allow me to take care of your battles. 
I know you had to protect yourself because the, 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 the authorities didn't have the structure that I told them to have. So I'm, that's why mercy is following you. Y'all got to hear me. That's why mercy is not allowing you to fall. That's why you're not dead because you're doing the wrong thing. Because mercy keeps saying, I'm giving you chance after chance after chance. And I won't stop giving you chances because I understand if you understood, you won't be doing what you're doing. Somebody say mercy. Mercy is saying, hey. Stop blaming yourself. Stop going internal. Let mercy bring you into grace. The mercy of God is called to lay it down. Somebody say, I must lay it down. When you lay it down, now verse 4, verse 4. Exodus 4, 1, 4, 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail and reach out his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand that they may believe the Lord of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, who appeared to you. Now, I want you to understand that God tells you to lay it down, to bring it under control of him. And when you bring it under control of him, now you learn to be led by him. And how to use it. I said you learn to be led by him on how to. You know what's so interesting? You know why I, there's a lack of interest in what I'm talking about? Because you only put this in the format of church. You're not seeing this in a format of influence in the earth. You're not seeing this in the format of the influence in the earth. I share with leaders all the time. We don't have a lack of opportunity. We have a lack of maturity. We don't have a lack of upper. We have a lack of. When you live this, you understand this. You've got to stop splitting your life. We don't have a lack of opportunity. I was joking with them. Uh, uh, by the grace of God, I'm a part of the Arlington clergy. And I meet when I, I'm meeting with one of the chiefs of police. And I was telling them a program that, that I would desire to do. And, and it's interesting because people are open. When you have the right product by the spirit, people are open. How many know you have the mind of God? Okay, so you should have the answer. So when you have the right product, people are open and interested. It's only we thinking, well, they don't want that. You don't know how to put that. Because when you have the rod, nothing stop the way God has formed it. So even though I was sharing it with him and he was interested, I knew we wasn't ready. Because I can't do it by myself. And if I don't have ministers that understand the complexity of the rod, the complexities of problems, we're not ready. So God prearranges your life so you can learn the complexity of what he's about to use with your life. Can you say amen? How many are ready to go to the next level? How many are ready to take it serious? You don't need, watch this, watch this. You don't need another message encouragement. You need the way of God. You know this generation, and I start doing this, I start teaching on purpose. Because I, I want to stop exciting you without helping you understand. With all thy getting it, what? Okay, how many messages have you heard over the course of a month? Come on, you know your favorite YouTube channels? You play it every morning before you go to work. Okay, how much of that have you mastered? See, I was mad with that generation because they did not know my ways. They always wanted the fish. They didn't know how to use the rod. 
This is why I got to tell the pastors, because I'm coming into another phase. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you. I'm building an army of soldiers. Come on, who want the backbone of faith? And understand how to really deliver a city, deliver a nation, deliver a family. Come on, deliver a marriage, to deliver someone, bring them out of where they are into where they need to be. Can you say amen? God is trying to get you to a place where he can bring you to where you're called to. And you know when to lay down your rod. And now he becomes the leader of the rod. The same thing that have kept you is the same thing that's going to deliver you. The same thing that's been controlling you might be the same thing that God is going to bless others with. What do you have in your hand? Stand to your feet if you can. God is calling us to a higher place with him. And he's building a body of believers. And this morning, see, I'm in a teaching mode. I had a busy weekend. By the grace of God, we were able to do a summit and minister to people. And, you know, there's a frustration that comes with how we do church. And God is looking for somebody with a heart 